And welcome to this week's Knowledge Drop, where we will be discussing episode two of the Falcon and Winter Soldier, which aptly was titled Star Spangled Man. Is that what it was? Star Spangled Man, right? I almost so, want to say kid. I almost, yeah, you know, after I, that yeah, title, kind of, like, it, you know, like it's, it's natural for me. Star Spangled yeah. Kid. It sounds very juvenile. Yeah. Uh, so the first thing right off the bat, um, I don't know about you, but uh, uh, last week I kind of talked about how, um, what did we have? Captain Asshole? We named him, right? No, Captain uh, Cap- Asshole? Yeah. yeah Captain A-hole. Captain yeah, A-hole. it was Captain A-hole. Okay. Captain A-hole actually turns out uh, to be somewhat endearing at the very first onset of this. But then I start, I, he starts to go into a-hole territory, which I think we're, we've called out prematurely a, a little bit. But uh, that's towards the end of the episode. Does he? But, what? Yes. I, I mean, I kind of feel like he was justified a little bit. But we'll get there. We'll get there. J- justified? Okay. All right. Oh, you mean in, uh, okay, in his well. attitude. Yes. But you know, you know what's surprising about this is the fact that they are tackling like issues. I'm seeing issues that are not uh, just kind of going along the course of the storytelling. I'm just seeing it kind of compacted into these one, one offs. Um, like this one, uh, dealt a little bit with race. We'll get into that a little bit later. Uh, and also some, uh, other things that were just kind of surprising for, for the Falcon and winter soldier, especially after we had that episode last week where they kind of set the tone for everything, but we, uh, get to see things from a different perspective this week. And, uh, the first thing I want to talk about is we finally see Falcon and Winter Soldier interact with one another. And I can't tell you how much that chemistry is just so spot on. I loved it. I, when I saw the, the trailer, I was thinking, this is kind of lame. It, you know, we've been here, done that. But honestly, uh, the, the fact that he kept calling out, uh, that Sam kept calling out to Bucky and, and talking about his staring uh, was just uh, funny. I, I thought these two had such great chemistry right off the get-go. You know, it's funny because um, we saw those those little uh, comedic bits in the trailers, right? And to me, it kind of felt a little flat. Um, I understood what they're kind of going for. They want to, you know, kind of lighten the mood a little bit. But it, it, in the episode, with all the context going going on around it, I, I felt like it worked better than, than it did in the trailer. Yeah, it really did. I mean, um, we get to kind of see uh, just these two kind of interact with each other. And we, we find out that Bucky is really upset with uh, Sam for, um, I guess I'm getting a little bit ahead of myself. but Yeah, yeah. let me, I got a very sense on their relationship, almost like a lethal weapon <laughs> type feel. You know, here you have the, the, the veteran uh, cops, you know, the, the whole buddy cop thing and you know they both look like they're just days away from retirement <laughs> and uh, and uh they they obviously have seen some stuff in their in their background in their past and they're just kind of over this they're just grizzled veterans that um that have very little patience for one another and it to me it felt like very buddy copish lethal weapon type uh type of show yeah, I, I I can I can kind of get there, but I, I don't know. I like this dynamic a lot better. I, I, they they seem more on par with one another, and I think with uh, Lethal Weapon, you kind of had one that was the crazy one and one that was the sane one. I think they're just a little bit on the. Are you uh, telling me that Bucky jumping out of an airplane without a parachute, just ripping off the sleeve of his mechanical arm, wasn't crazy? Yes, That's that a was total yeah, that Martin was not Rick's moment. <laughs> 
<laughs> yes, I, I get you. And I would love to see the videotape of that. Did you hear how Sam said uh, he videotaped the whole thing of him coming <laughs> yeah. down? Yeah, but... I, I, Oh, they need to release that as like a blooper or something because I thought that was funny. Before we get too far ahead of us, you know who probably videotaped that was Red Wing. So let's pour one out. Rest in yeah. peace, Red Wing. Red Wing, you will be missed. <laughs> yeah. Teardrop. Wayne, cue the music. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, but hey, back you know, to the I beginning of the. You, I, I love how you what? just keep making adding me, you know, adding work for me. It's like, hey, I know, I'm sorry. Let's do something. It was a joke. It was a joke. I'll add it. You're I can gonna come add up it with in. something amazing. Just watch. Yeah, it's a yeah, joke. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, he, I, he always will. But anyway, uh, so I want to go back to the beginning of the, the episode. We, we, we start off with John Walker. Kind of, he's actually surprisingly enough dealing with the same issues that Sam had to deal with, right? That uh, he now has this daunting task ahead of him. He has now been bestowed upon uh, himself. He's been bestowed the shield. And uh, he is kind of dealing with those those issues as well. And then we get to see his his uh, sidekick. Uh, what was his name? Battlestar? Battlestar. Uh, yes. Um, who is Mr. Lamar Hoskins? But it just is kind of a uh, he. It was surprising to see him kind of dealing with the weight and the and the gravity of uh, carrying that mantle. See, I took it totally different. Yeah, you have John Walker, and to me, this is this is just another rank for for him that that I see. This is a public figure who is highly skilled and highly trained. We knew that he would have some kind of military accolades, and seeing his training videos was was pretty cool i mean he's really really good with that shield but sam's issue was not am i you know am i trained enough to be a captain america but what that whole mantle entails you know like am i captain america am i where i don't think john walker could possibly know what it would be like because he he even admitted in this episode where he didn't know steve rogers Steve obviously saw something in Sam to give it to to him and not Bucky or anybody else. And when somebody says this is this is you've earned this, there's more of a pressure to perform like, okay, I don't want to let them down. And even Bucky touches upon that, which we'll get to further in the in in the our episode breakdown. But to me, there's a whole different line of pressure between Sam and uh, John Walker, where John Walker's like, hey, I've got to, I've got to act the part, you know, where I've got to act the part in front of the public, or I'm going to do this because this is what Captain America probably would do. And we saw him kind of get his ass kicked a little bit on top of those, uh, on, on the fight scene on those trucks, where Sam's all like, I don't have to act the part, I have to be the part. And I think there's a difference there. Um, yeah. Uh, I don't know if I buy that. I'm just, uh, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. Wayne can edit all was, that out then. I know. <laughs> Tony doesn't buy it. Wayne can edit that out. <laughs> no, he's going to keep it in. I, I, I don't know. He was, he was, he was really dealing with that. I, I, you know, he did. Am I ready for this? Am I, is this something I can kind of hang with? I get what you mean. There's this personal connection between Sam and uh, Steve. And I can see where that, that would maybe make it more so. Um, but, you know, we start off with, with him kind of just, 
oh my God, what's going to happen here? Did you love how they kind of introduced him out to the world and it was on Good Morning America? Did you, didn't anybody catch that? Total yeah. Disney synergy working right. Right, right in tandem. But you know, you just see how everything kind of works together. And uh, yeah, you know, it's plug funny for GMA there because when they started talking to him in that interview and you, you had that scene where he was in his old high school locker room. He, he obviously was a football player and um, he had that weird moment with his old locker. That's kind of you know, close your eyes and just you know, reminisce, I guess. But uh, it was Brian, um, you mean, you don't, you don't do that when you go hit the ice, you don't sit there at your locker and just kind of take in the moment. Uh, I, I kind of do a little bit, but I don't. Okay, then say don't. I, then I do, don't give but, him shit about but, it. But you know, I've never watched myself do it. I guess it would look kind of weird. <laughs> yes, yes, it would look kind of weird. But um, going back to it, you know, like I didn't hate him right off the bat. I still don't really hate him now, but I'm I'm kind of on the fence with him. You know, like I understand what he's doing. You know, he's yeah, he's Captain A hole to us, but there's really no reason to call him that as of yet. Um, oh, we're going to be getting there. I'm sure. But during that whole interview and watching him train to become the next, you know, Captain America, um, or America, what are they calling him? Uh, American agent or something, but, um, no, no, he's Captain America. I really didn't hate him right off the bat. I I had a quick question though. I, I mean, what made captain captain was that he was on the serum, right? And they kind of alluded to the fact that he is not, yeah, he, he doesn't have any super superpowers. Soldier. Yeah. Yeah. He's not a super soldier. So all of this is just God given talent. I don't know. I, I yeah. he was doing some pretty impressive things, but I don't know if that's true or not. I don't know if he's being fed some kind of super serum. I, I don't know if he's so, being part of an experiment because again, this kind of uh, explores some themes that were in this episode, but um, I don't know. He just seemed too skillful not to have any superpowers. So I have a theory, which um, I'll discuss at the end, but um, about that. No, but let's just the, talk about at, it now. What is it now? All right. Well, as we know right now, he's not on any kind of super, super soldier serum. Um, yeah. and his, his whole training thing is just talent. He's just, you know, training and talent and, you know, he's highly skilled, but there is a scene in this episode where the head of the flag smashers gets a text and basically saying that, that somebody's coming for her and he's going to kill her. And I think I know who that is. Who me do you too. Think it is? My, my theory is that it's John Walker and oh. he is, he is tracking Falcon and and the Winter Soldier to get closer to them because he wants to be Captain America and he needs that serum. This is the the weak point in his game. Here's the the wink link in the chain and he needs to become Captain America. He has to be as strong as as he is. And we saw him get kicked off that that moving truck in in the whole, you know, highway battle Yo, ballet scene. Which was awesome. <laughs> I love that Which scene. That he, action sequence was amazing. And if you think about it, this is a highly intelligent guy. He is very skilled fighter. He is awesome with that shield. I mean, to me, that shield kind of makes him a superhero, but he doesn't have the strength that, that Bucky or Steve Rogers had. And I think that he knows that. So they, they point out where... You know, Sam asks, how did you find us? You know, and he's all like, well, your gear is being tracked. That's still government issue. So he's following them. He wanted Sam to work with him. Oh, he wanted of- both of them because he wanted, he made that comment that right. uh, but- he wanted the sidemen of, uh, you know, of, or wingmen, I should say. Uh, the wing- uh, yeah, right hand man, the captain's right hand man. But 
which is kind of a dick thing to say, but I understand why he's saying it. He wants to work with them, but I think he wants to use them too to get close to the serum to inject himself so he can become, he can have all the abilities that Steve had. So wow. that's my theory. So, that's my theory. Okay. I thought, I thought it was coming from Zemo. Okay. That's but see, to me, Zemo would, he's an elegant, very, very elegant, methodical man. And to me that, that quick text was, was kind of chaotic, <laughs> you, know, you know, kind of really? barbaric, you know, uh, to me, if Zemo's going to text you or, or write something down, it would be more, I'll, I want to say poetic. Or, or cryptic or yeah. something Yeah, like there would be lines. so many underlying meanings to it. I mean, this is a brilliant manipulator. And to me, this text was pretty straightforward. <laughs> do, you think, wow. do you think Zemo has access to text messaging where he is right now? I don't think so. Yeah. Not, wow. not at this point. Not at this point, right? Right. Yeah. Right. So to me, it was, uh, I immediately thought, oh, this is, this is John Walker. He needs to get his hands on the serum. Okay. So then that's where you think this, all of this is going to go. Yeah. And he saw it, I, I think he saw it firsthand uh, during that whole train, um, or not train, but the, uh, the, the truck uh, sequence, because he understood he was dealing with what eight of them, right? That were super soldiers yeah. having this super serum. And now I can see where you, you, I see where you're going with it. He realizes, oh shit, if I'm ever going to have a chance at doing this and being successful in this role, I'm going to need that super serum. Right. But I don't know. I just, there was something funky about his training video that, that led me to believe that this guy is just, is, is fast. They, they said he was fast. They said he was stronger. Uh, I, I mean, don't know stronger, if he's been. He, he could be, I mean, he even said that, right? He doesn't have the gadgets that Tony does. He's not as strong as Bruce Banner, but yeah, like he could be strong as far as normal people go. I'm sure he's very strong. I mean, stronger than you and I, <laughs> but, yes. but uh, you know, you saw him. I mean, he's very skilled at that shield. And I keep going back to that because the second that he lost it, when he threw the shield to save his partner who fell off the truck, he didn't have it anymore. And he got punched off or kicked off that truck. And then he kind of struggled pulling himself up a little bit. We've seen Captain That's true. just just rip himself right up when he was fighting Ultron on another similar type type fight scene, you know, where he had brute strength and was holding his own. And then all of a sudden one of these super soldiers kicks him and he flies like like 10 miles off this truck, you know, and he's very vulnerable as far as strength goes. And I think that's the, the weakness to his game. Oh, well, that's a, that's a great point. I think that you might be correct on that. So, wow. Anyhow, uh, then I guess the next thing that we want to talk about is some of the things that we saw with um, the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, namely in Baltimore. I mean, we go right to, to Baltimore where uh, Bucky wants to take Sam to see somebody and he then introduces him to Isaiah Bradley, who I had no idea about uh, until I did some research about this in the, uh, in, in the comics. But he at one time was Captain America. It was a trade paperback that you can buy it now. You probably don't want to buy it right now. It's on Amazon for $550, but uh, it is called uh, Captain America uh, Truth. Red, white, and black. It deals with some of the issues that were brought up in this. Uh, in the fact that you you can't help but draw some parallels to to history and um, and being black in this cu country. Let's just bring up the Tuskegee stuff. Those experiments that were done on these folks, and they ended up becoming airmen. Uh, the same thing was to be said for uh, Isaiah. Isaiah even talks about how he was then 
after his time uh, as captain or whatever, or, or doing whatever he was doing for the, the, the nation, he was then put in prison and experimented on. I just, I couldn't help but draw those parallels to, to um, how uh, the government, again, has been using people and uh, experimenting on them uh, throughout history. So it was something that just kind of really struck me, and uh, it was uh, raw. That scene was just amazing. And he's also got some some of that strength left in him, right? Uh, he threw that that item and it stuck into the wall. It was just like wow. But he wants nothing to do with anybody or anything at this point in life. Yeah, he just kind of wants to be left alone. You know, here he is a veteran, he and, yeah, and he feels and, he's sacrificed enough for this right, country. And, and and look at how it's treated him. People have treated him wrong. You know, since you know he's basically given his life for for the fight for this country and. I do have an overview on Isaiah Bradley. You know, this is the comic book overview. I'm not sure if um, Marvel MCU is going to take it this way. But as far as the comic books go, Isaiah Bradley, a.k.a. the Black Captain America, was one of 300 African-American soldiers who were used as test subjects at Camp Carthcart uh, as part of the Project Rebirth to create the Super Soldier Serum. <laughs> little tongue twister there. Bradley was the only survivor and took the mantle of Captain America, traveling to Europe to fight in the war. Uh, this was seen as treason by the military, and he was sentenced to, in the in the show, 30 years in prison uh, as a punishment. His legacy remains a secret uh, to the world at large, but has become legendary in the Black community. And when Bucky first shows up there... They were enemies at one point. They fought. And basically, you hear Isaiah say how much he kicked his ass. He wanted yeah. to see what he did. Do. He goes, I just wanted to see if your arm grew back. Yeah. You know, he, you know, I that was that just, part. yes, that shows you how badass he was as Captain America. So uh, you're, you're, we're starting to see these other layers of the, the, the shield that we had no idea about, right? I mean, we're, we were, we've been exposed to Steve Rogers. He's been our Captain America. But, you know, we, we, we tend to forget get he was gone for 70 years right i mean there was no captain america whatsoever because he was in ice so do you think that the government then tried using these other experiments other ways of of creating a, a captain america type individual and when that individual was not doing what they wanted they would then punish them by throwing them into jail so there's this whole other dynamic that comes that is coming along with the shield that uh we haven't really even uh began to explore we're just now touching on it with with the Falcon and Winter Soldier. So this this mantle uh, doesn't seem like it is all that it is cracked up to be for anyone involved with it. So it's kind of nice too because this show, like WandaVision, is kind of laying some groundwork for a possible future project for the MCU in the Young Avengers, right? Because we do meet Isaiah's yes. uh, young nephew. Is a nephew Who, or grandson? No, it was his grandson. Okay, Eli, who then becomes the Patriot, right? Right. So, so now yep. we have the Patriot, we have Tommy, we have Billy, we have, well, Kate Bishop is going to show up, and then also Joaquin Torres, uh, who we talked about last week. So you, you can see where they're building up this Young Avengers team right. at some point. I, I can't help but think that these are going to be maybe our phase six heroes, you know, that we're going to see these people from the, from, uh, the get-go, from the Genesis, and see them kind of build into uh, the Avengers in maybe Phase 6 or Phase 7. You really see that 
Marvel is playing a long game here. They are setting up things like they have done over 10 or 12 years that has just been so beautiful. They're doing that right now with these Disney Plus shows. And they're giving us more character development, which is a bonus. I think that this 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 format of uh, these long um, episodes is really giving us uh, a sense of who these people are instead of these cardboard cutouts. Uh, and I'm, I'm really enjoying this and I can see where in a couple of phases, we're going to have the young Avengers maybe become the, the new Avengers and go from there. But uh, I really love how they're playing the long game in this. Yeah. That seems to be kind of Marvel's MO, right? I mean, they get us invested. Uh, this is, this is such a, a good payoff for, for years of, of just watching these shows. I mean, you almost feel like you're part of their family, you know, seeing how, how you're growing alongside with them and you know all about their backstory and this person relates to this person, this how, and this is why, and, and so on and so on. Uh, there's a couple of uh, key moments though in this, in this episode that I don't want to not mention. One of them is a conversation that Bucky was having with Sam about why they're so angry with each other and why, why Bucky is so angry with Sam for just, you know, it's, it's more than just giving up the shield. And this is during their little weird leg lock therapy session. Um, no, actually yeah, that, that, you know, th- again, back to the trailer, they played it off for laughs, but there was some real serious stuff that was going on here. And we really find out, you know, I think Bucky has really been taking to this therapy thing and he is he he will just spit it out and he did and you see where sam is a little bit hesitant to kind of tackle that on but um yeah he uh, bucky put it out there straight straight into the point right. why he's upset with sam so bucky believes that um captain america was wrong about sam in choosing sam to be the next captain and basically says if captain was wrong about you then he was wrong about me and that i can only imagine feels like a gut punch you know, to, to Bucky and yeah, you would be pissed off about that. And, you know, here's somebody that, that you idolize and admire and is good and right. And, um, and their opinion of him is so high that one, how could you give up this mantle that, that he bestowed upon you? And then if he was wrong about you, then he was wrong about me. And, you know, I can just imagine his world falling apart around him. But what to Sam, what Sam said was he, honestly thought he was doing the right thing. I know. You know? Yeah. At, at this point, for me personally, I kind of feel like I understand Bucky's point of view more so than I do Sam's. And, you know, it's not that I don't understand Sam's point of view. I just, I feel like we're dealing with, with greater aspects of, of the scenario here. And you might not feel worthy and ready at the time, but give yourself some time to kind of grow into that that role. And that's, that's my personal opinion about it. I know they have to make a six episode show, so they have to move things along a little faster, yeah. but, um, but there, there was another comment. So do you, so do you, do you kind of liken this to, um, and I'm going to bring up a, something that was brought up in the, in the show. Are you kind of liking Sam to say Bilbo Baggins or not Bilbo, uh, Frodo? Frodo Baggins, maybe? Because you know how Frodo was just afraid to kind of do this thing. He didn't know if he was ready. And you're like, <laughs> no, that was too far of a stretch. Not even close. Okay. All right. Just, Never mind. Uh, hey, it was worth really a shot. I threw it out there. Falcon and the Winter Soldier to a couple stupid little hobbits. What are you walking, talking about? Walking oh. to throw a stupid oh. ring 
into a volcano. You're, it is about Brian, so you're much doing more. So you, well. did, you just yeah. Like, you know what? Like, and you don't even. This you, is Tony's fault. <laughs> Why Wayne, is this my this fault? This is Tony's fault. He's the one who Wayne, brought this up. Wayne, do you kind of see the parallels? Analogy. Wayne, did you see the? Did you see the parallels I was trying to drive there <laughs> that between what, the two characters? No. It maybe not, not have matched, no. but I get it. But I think there would have been better examples. <laughs> okay, exactly. No, I, this was still, a setup, it, and uh, and I'm not, oh, I'm not taking you took the bait. It, you took it as a no, this yeah, was, as gosh, you really shit on shit on Lord of the Rings. So, okay. okay, so let me just understand this. We're going to no, compare no, let's just Sam skip and on. Bucky we'll go, go. to Frodo and Bilbo. Uh, yeah, why not? Whatever. <laughs> uh, what? Anyway, Who knows? The second anyway, comment. All right, that what was, was the second comment that you were talking that, about? Um, basically, and I'm paraphrasing because I didn't write it down verbatim, but basically, they're they're saying that the government is the government cares more about the people who were blipped than the people who weren't. And that is, uh, you know, you're starting oh, to see... that something that the World Smashers Right, said, but right? I thought that was an interesting line. And I think that's going to be like a big play. Like, how do you now, you know, go back to the way things were, if, if that's even possible, you know? So there would be some kind of like dynamic now of people who had to stay and who people who were, were blipped. And... And what's what? So there's there's definitely like a line there, you know, like people see that there's a line where where you blipped or not. And, you know, I don't know what what term they're going to use for it, but it's being brought up now on there's more almost like a favoritism to, to certain people because of that aspect. And I, I, I found that a little interesting. You know, it was one of the, the, the key moments that that jumped out at me. One more thing. So I thought last week that when we were in Switzerland and Joaquin was getting the, the crap beat out of him. I honestly thought Zemo was the guy that was the head person. Who's leading this group? Who is doing this? And who is the one that is behind the mask? A- any kind of speculation on that, on who you might think it is? Is it somebody that we've seen before? Is it somebody that we haven't? What, what are what are your thoughts on that right now? I don't think it's Zemo. Um, I think Zemo... No, is- I think that, that this episode pretty much um, sealed that deal that it was not Zemo. Right. I, I'm not sure who it is yet, who the who the lead person is, but um, my big thought could was... It be, could it be John Walker? I don't think so, just because of my original theory. I think John is trying to get his hands on the serum, and if okay. it was the head of this, he would already have that. And um, Okay, and then, yeah, and then that wouldn't make sense with the text message. Right. So I think Walker... I think Walker truly wants to be a hero. I think he wants to be accepted as an Avenger. I think I think he wants to 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 be his own hero under the Captain America mantle, but needs this to accomplish it. And I think he's going to kind of go through some some ways of of obtaining the serum. And I think uh, he's going to try to use Sam and Bucky as as ways to doing that because obviously they have the skills to get there. Right? He's obviously tracking them because he knows. You know, he knows talent when he sees it, he's going to follow these guys and put himself in the position to help out or, or to, you know, as a lead to, to get what he wants. That's how come he magically appeared on that helicopter and kicked somebody off that truck. You know, and, and he was pretty forth, forthright about it. You know, like I'm tracking you, you know, your equipment's government issued and, you know, we have trackers on everything. Very true. So where does that leave us? I guess we're done. That leaves us with looking forward to uh, episode three, episode right? Three, yeah. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it as well. But, uh, do you have any thoughts on who could be leading this group of, uh, it's world smashers, right? Is that what we're calling? Them? Yeah. 
or Earth Smashers, something. I thought they were Flag Smashers. No? Flag Smashers. Or, there you go, Flag Smashers. That's what I'm sorry. Thank you, Wayne, for correcting me. So who is leading the Flag Smashers? Do you have any ideas? If so, send us an email, info at theknowledgeofnothing.com, or you can uh, direct message us on Facebook or Instagram. I'm looking forward to hearing what your thoughts are and what your theories are. So let us know. Uh, before we get going, in closing, Brian, anything that you want to add? No, you guys have a good week. Thank you very much. And Wayne, what about you? I'm really curious to see, almost like every Marvel show, I feel like I'm always curious to see what happens next because they always seem to do something that you may not quite expect. They keep you wanting more. Yeah, 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 totally. And then then they start kind of tackling some issues that you just did not, you think think you've got it figured out in episode one and uh, this just showed me (gasps) I have no freaking clue. I do know who the, the leader of the Flag Smashers is. Oh. Who is it? Mufesto. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, call back to WandaVision there. Okay. All right. Well, that is the perfect way for us to leave uh, and end this knowledge drop. And as always, we will see you next time.